Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, Dickie. Farm to the show, Paul Giannis, Chris Dickerson, back at you with the Guardians hat on. Old school Rick Vaughn. I like it, Dickie. Where's it, where'd you get that from? Uh, Sunday night baseball. Retro, retro 2000, uh, 2014. The old uh, Royals. We had Sunday night baseball with the throwbacks. Okay. Uh, one of my favorite all-time uniforms. Um, I know you I know you have one, uh, but it's, I don't know. We've talked about the City Connects and we had the opportunity to go back. We had uh, the navy blue V-neck, fitted V-neck uh, with, the, with, the, with the baggy pants with the stripes down the side. And KC, same thing, freaking baby blues, um, you know, the fitted. Bo Jackson, Bo Jackson. Running at the wall sick. uniform. Yeah, dude, sick. That looks like, uh, that looks like mid-90s. There's a couple things that hat reminds me of. Mid-90s. Indians in the playoffs. You're talking about like Sandy Alomar, Manny Ramirez, Carlos 97, yeah. 187 consecutive sellouts at that yep. at yep. Jacobs at the Jake. And that reminds me of the movie Major League with the dude banging on the drums. That's what that that's what goes through my head when I see that hat. Yeah. Um, no, but this there was a post on there was a post on on Twitter the other day. I so I figured it out. I okay. am still logged in in my Twitter on my iPad, so I still have access. Right. And one of, the, one of the things that came up was the Pittsburgh Pirates logo and who you associate, like what era you associate. So perfect example. You look at this hat, you think the Jake back in the day, Albert Bell, Manny, yeah. Tommy, um, Good team. freaking Carlos Baerga, Alomar, like a, just absolutely ridiculous team. Yeah. Um, and that's what you associate this logo with. And the Pittsburgh one was the old pirate kind of like Disney he had the, the clenched teeth and said, name a player from this era. So people were saying Andrew McCutcheon, but I felt like that was before McCutcheon's I time. Say it's farther back, yeah. That's Jason Kendall, like, uh, you Ooh, know. Brian Mac- Giles. Yes, Brian Giles, you know, Macklemore. Um, yeah, kind of like, you know, the gritty, gritty, mm-hmm. gritty yeah. Pittsburgh teams back in the day. Kind of like borderline, like Andy Van Slyke. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's like it was uh, the the chew the the chew spit coming out of the mouth. Like came with the invite on those teams. Lenny Lenny, Di- Lenny Dykstra era. Pine tar on the on the jersey from the bat. That Jason Kendall. It's a, the, yeah, those are good teams, man. Going way back. Um, hey, dude, we got something recent development here. I think earlier today we got Kike Hernandez on the move, traded back to the Dodgers. Back to the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. That's Red a Sox, good Red Sox to the move. Dodgers. I, yeah, I like I like that. I do too. How do you not like it? He's super versatile. Can play everywhere on the field. Has been there before. You know, knows knows the gig with going to the playoffs postseason. All that all that goes along with being, you know, in and around that Dodgers team. I think it's a great move, man. Um, who else? Who else do you got? Because you don't know. I'm I'm out of the loop. I made this. I made it clear. Uh, before we got on, that I've been out of the playing. loop. That's all right. So please, you know, fill me in. So not a ton, not a ton's happened yet. Still a lot of talk. We're you got, you know, is Shohei going to get traded? I don't know. Here, here's my take on that. I think the Angels are doing a really good job of acting like they're not going to trade him. You know, making it sound like, you know, they're going to keep him for their run. 
you know, they owe it to their team. They're still in the race. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's true. But I think that it's ultimately laying the groundwork for trying to figure out a way to get a big haul out of another organization, somebody that really needs them, wants them, and them saying, look, we're not, we're not parting ways with them unless it's something that we just can't say no to. So maybe a little gamesmanship, which I can appreciate, hopefully on the, on the front side of that. And, you know, leading up to the deadline next week, we'll see what happens. And you mentioned Bellinger earlier, and I thought yeah. you were crazy because we didn't, we didn't do no. a deep dive into the stats. And we had uncovered that he, had, he has been having a solid year. In yeah. fact, since June 27th, I believe, he is hitting 452 Oof. with seven homers, 22 RBIs, 18 runs, and a 1270 OPS. Like, yeah, absurd, absurd numbers. And word on the street, like you've seen it, very similar to Garrett Cole. They're starting to bring up the old pictures of Garrett Cole with, you know, I'm going to be a Yankee. And, right. you know, the big thing right now is Bellinger with his dad in, in his Yankees gear. So yeah, I don't and, think that's going to save them. It, regardless, I don't think that saves them. That yeah, I offense I don't, is yeah, I don't think it entirely saves them, but it does – it's a spark. Like, if it if – Bellinger is the kind of guy that, again, he's been in L.A. before. He's been in the big market. He is an infectious guy. When he gets going, I, I could see that being a spark. But at the end of the day, they got to get Judge healthy and on the field every day. There, there's a bunch of variables over there in, in New York with regards to the offense right now that is he, is he the, the answer, the fix? Absolutely not. But is he going to help? A hundred percent. Like it's, he would make them better. Um, but they got, they got a few more pieces that they're going to need to get right. I think over there in New York, but either way, Bellinger's moving. I, he's, he's going somewhere. He's, He's swinging the bat too well. He's too valuable defensively to not be a really good piece for a bunch of teams. So if you offload, let's play GM for a quick sec. sec. If you offload, like if you're talking about a contender, I think you don't flip. I don't think Chicago's in a place to make a run either. So simply offloading somebody to get some some pieces back. But I don't think we're going to see like the big-time guys going flip-flopping and going to Chicago saying like if you're going to offload somebody who's going to be able to pick up a, a large contract like a hater going to Chicago like you're going to send him off to a contender to make a huge to make a huge run. Yeah, I think yeah, that's that's the way that's got to go. Um you know, Bellinger's in a little different spot. I'm pretty sure his deals he's only on a one-year deal and anybody else with of significance like that is yeah, you ideally teams are going to want control, right? It's it's like the Cincinnati, Cincinnati's talking about India's on, on the block. He's available, so to speak. But they've. it sounds like they've made it pretty clear if they're going to trade somebody like that, a cog in their lineup, still a young player. He's only going to be arbitration eligible for the first time this year. They want controllable starting pitching. And, and I mean, that's obviously a very valuable commodity. So whether or not they can pull that off or which guys check that box for them in terms of who they deem good, good enough for, to trade India, I don't know. We'll see, but it's, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how that works out and, you know, how organizations wait, you know, what they've, what they view as enough to get a, a certain guy. Yeah. Um, we shall see. Um, what else is, what else is going on right now? You know, speaking of, I saw it's, it's summertime, um, you know, Cape Cod League is going on. We got minor yeah. league baseball. We got all this stuff going on. I saw another highlight of the the Savannah Bananas again, 
and I think we talked about this with Johnny. Do you think it's, do you think it's more of like a gimmick? Cause every time I see it, I just, I have not seen a, a, a highlight or a clip of the Savannah bananas not being sold out. And I'm just so mm-hmm. curious. I'm, I'm curious at this point that I would actually attend a game. I thought it was super corny what? before, Duh. but I think just with it, I mean, it just looks like a whole lot of energy going on. It is a lot of action. Uh, I think at this point, they there's no stadium that they play in that it's not sold out. It's 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 always sold out. So I don't know. We've even I've even heard of like youth tournaments. They've they've got youth tournaments that this is kind of a joke, but they're gonna play the tournament as Savannah as I'm sorry as Banana Ball, right? They're gonna use oh, the no. same rules. No. It's, but it's it's taking over, man. It is taking. We should we should go to a game. We need to holler at the guy. I mean, I don't need we you on should, the IL. We need to, yeah, and I know just the guy we can go through, Mister Mister Johnny Gump. I'm sure can make that happen. But I think that should be a future destination for Farmer to show is to be on site with the bananas, you know, full full yellow outfit, and uh, yeah, just to see what the hype because. Like you said, there's not there there's no there's not an empty seat left in, in these places. And it, as Johnny mentioned, I mean, there are some of them have a wait list of you know three thousand people trying to get into these games. And I you know I agree it's it's a it's a fun twist on the game. But when you're talking about the youth side of things, like there's already the the youth side they already got an, a, they got a handful of issues that need to be fixed in youth baseball. We don't need to be going to you know gimmicks and running the bases backwards playing. That- out here playing Mexican t-ball. That's that's probably right. We probably need to stay away from it. We if we could get the uh, get the kids to stop bat flipping and taking, you know, ninety seconds to get around the bases, that's probably a better start. So let let's talk about that because that's that's one thing that we discussed when we you and I were discussing like what we want the show to be about. We we understood that there was a big we needed this to be a big component about around youth baseball and not so much the pro game. But all of this is what we're seeing is a dynamic of this cultural shift the last five, five, six years in youth baseball, not just from the dynamics, from the, the financial and economic, you know, dynamics right. of what youth baseball is right now. It's the behavior of youth baseball. And, you know, you know, we're flipping through. I'm tagging you on stuff on IG. You're tagging me and I, on stuff on IG. And there's some stuff that I see. You know these kids are hitting wall scrapers, and they're still they're still at home plate. Yeah. Ellie De La Cruz, like I get it, like he's super electric. He's going to be a superstar. That ball he hit today, that is the one highlight I think I've seen all day. Is that ball that De La Cruz hit? And it was an I get it. It was an absolute missile. But this guy hasn't been in the league for two months, and he's staring at home plate, like pointing, and you know he's pointing yeah. here, he's doing this, and like the gimmicks. So you're a coach. You grew up in it. How, what is the adjustment period been like for you as a coach having these kids and especially like the influence of what you have to do with your oldest son? Yeah. I'm curious, like at all three levels, what, what's that been like for you? So a couple of things. So with my kid, my actual dependents, we got to, we have a pretty hard rule. Okay. Like it's once you start playing your games on TV, when you get to the TV league, which I know is can be a little misleading now, right? Because college games are on TV and whatever. But what I'm saying is if and when you get to the big leagues, you can start acting like a dumb-dumb, okay? But until you do, like if you, if, you, if you run into a ball, okay, put your head down and start running. Like that's it, a.k.a. Scott Rowland, hashtag Hall of Famer. 
I, I don't I don't love the youth promotion of what the guys on TV do. Ellie De La Cruz, okay, flipping back to him. They're in Milwaukee, I believe. Last night on the board, he hits the ball to the warning track after his first at bat. I'm sorry, in his first at bat. After that, his second at bat, they put a, a deal up on the scoreboard saying almost hit a home run last at bat, almost to say like they were kind of like like messing with him, right? Well, then he hits a homer, hits a homer again today. So, I mean, I, his might be a little different because he's pretty much like saying, okay, you like apples? How you like them apples kind of deal? Don't poke the bear. Um, but what you're talking about relative to the youth, the, the younger guys, man, I just think that it's gotten out of hand. I, I get to go to a bunch of these tournaments with, you know, 11 and 12 year olds and younger. They, they watch a bunch of, they watch a bunch of this stuff on TV and it trickles down and it's, you know, I just think it's for me personally, it's our job to make, help them understand, like, that's not quite where they are yet. That's not what the game's about. Do we want them to have fun? Yes. A hundred percent. But there's an element of respect, I think, that needs to be at least acknowledged, okay? Because at the end of the day, it, acting that way, it's it's like you're joking about Ellie De La Cruz being in the big leagues for two months. Okay, well, the guys that we're watching in the youth tournaments haven't done nothing, right? right. I, I don't care if you, I don't care if you're a good high school player. Like, if you run into one, act like you've done it before, kind of thing. But you know, obviously, that's a little bit of a maybe a closed-minded old school mentality. I just think there's an element of respect that you have to acknowledge. There's a lot more that is accepted now and that's fine, whatever. But I, I think at the end of the day, you gotta be, you gotta be cognizant and aware of, you know, the the presentation and what it looks like and how it can be interpreted. But that's just me. Right. Yeah. It's one of those things. Yeah. You see that the, the U S 12 and under team and they're, they got, you know, Johnny Swagmire, they got like the thing, the crosses, the, the thing, you know, the every pad you can imagine. Right. I'm like, listen, kid, 65 don't hurt that bad. I don't think you need all that gear and the black and the glasses and like, the, you know, the fake dirt, you know, running around with the, the high fives. Let's go. Let's go. Everything is let's go. And the celebration at second and like the arrow. And it's just the gimmicks are the gimmicks are out of control. And yeah, you know, I, we might be the bitter old, bitter old men and Barry might be even a bigger, you know, old head, bitter guy. But he was talking um, to Jerry Harrison the other day and they're talking about, you know, the difference of guys, you know, throwing 100 miles per hour. And the thing is, is that they're just throwers and there's no real threat of ever getting ever, ever getting hit. You know, it's like you can go, you can stand at the home plate, you can take 65 seconds to get around home plate. But the next AD there's still no threat of you getting knocked down or any type of repercussion. Right. So for you just to go in there, dig in and just keep doing the same stuff. Sure. We know why I, not. I, here's the caveat. Here's the caveat for me. And I know that to your point that that is not prevalent in the game. And I'm not saying that it should be, it, I'm, that's not what I'm saying, but in the event that you do hit a ball good and you do take your time and you do throw your bat and that the guy on the bump doesn't like it, and the next time you come around, he lets you know about it. Like, that's his prerogative. Like, I'm not in endorsing it. I know it's not very common. But if you run into, like, a, an Arthur Rhodes type guy, right, and, wow. he, and he doesn't like it, and he runs one up, you know, at your neck, like, you know, how, my, my question is, is there scouting reports on that? Like, hey, by the way, don't bat flip on this dude. You know, it, it's he might run one at your neck. Like, I, I just think that's part of it. It's If you're going to do that stuff – you know, some, you might you might rub somebody the wrong way, or the guy behind you might still get it. I know. Again, that's 
not really the game the way the game's played now, which is okay. We don't we don't need people getting hurt, but you know, careful what you wish for a little bit, right? Yeah, I just don't I don't even think anybody's even, you know, getting pissed. I mean that ball that De La Cruz hit, and if you've been to Milwaukee ballpark, I mean it's it's an absolute dude, it's an absolute tank. I mean I mean there's like Prince Fielder level and then there's then there's Ellie level. I mean that ball is like one hopping outside, you know, over the bridge, you know, because they have yeah. the windows open. Um you know, okay, you know, stand and admire it. You don't have to run. The ball's hit 500 feet, but it's just, you know, the, the flip damn near hitting, you know, throwing the bat back back into the dugout, you know, with the arrow going around first. You got the hezzy, the Euro step, and everybody's yeah. got the, you know, it's like, all right, I'd be, cool. I, I'd be interested to hear what, what, uh, what Craig Council has to say, right? He's, oh, he's, yeah, he's, absolutely. He's grand, I would love – He's grandfathered in. I would, yeah, I would love to hear, I would love to hear that from guys. And I think that's something we're going to have to, we're going to have to pursue just to complete this, this, the spectrum, this dynamic of the the spectrum and what we have with old school and how you grew up in that area, but council, he's super OG, how he, how he's dealing with that from the other side. And we saw that happen, like, you know, super petty stuff with the, with the knob on the bat and then checking it and like, Okay, you yep. get it. it was like the sensor, but I feel like that was like a petty kind of, you know, no, no. Buck, you know, Bucky, Bucky baseball. Bucky was a big petty call timeout. Hey, can we check this? I'm just going to call timeout for no reason. Come out to the field, you know, look around, you know, kind of question it, but not really like passive aggressive, just to enough to where you're, he's getting in the mix of somebody on, on the other team. Yep. Playing for the guy, I loved it. Playing against it, I hated it. Sure. But, you know, it was a way to neutralize. It was just a way to neutralize. And I don't see enough of that. I don't, I don't see enough of that happening. So I would love to see what, what counts, who is just, you know, total grinder, you know, didn't necessarily have the power to, 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 to stand there and look at a home run. But, you know, yeah. watching that from across the other side, got to, got to, you know, make his, his ass burn a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But it, it's a good, it's a good point though. We, we need to get a couple of, uh, current guys that are in big league dugouts right now currently but are have been around the game for a while and and get their 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 take on that because that yeah just take a poll like at the end of the day take a poll counts more accepted yeah counts we got to get um you know gabe kapler you know these guys that are in managerial positions how you know how they're adjusting imagine if grammy was still at grammy was still at rice yeah uh would 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 Coach Not Graham a, like keel over? Yeah, I, or he just think, get the red ass and chase you down first base. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I don't think many of the guys on his team would be doing it. I guess what I would what I would say probably my take on that. But it's anyway, it, it, it's part of the game now, man. It's it, kids are having fun. Let them play in I'm, the big one. Yeah, in on on the t in on the in the TV league. That's right, TV league. That's what we call it. But um, all that to say, hey, we got to – what about the couple of guys from the Mets right now? We got Verlander and we got Scherzer, okay? Big pieces. Both have the opportunity to help a team down the stretch and in the playoff series, obviously. It sounds like they're considering moving them. They may even be willing to eat some of the salary uh, implications. Tell me your thoughts on, like, Obviously, I'm gonna say, let's say you know both of those guys have, have experienced the playoffs. Verlander's probably arguably had a little bit more postseason success. 
Um, but if you're a GM, if you're the San Francisco Giants, if you're the Reds, the you know the teams that are looking for starting pitching help, the Orioles for that matter, which one of those two guys appeal to you? Oof. Ah, man, I it, I mean either one. I mean it's a it's a coin flip for me. I mean both both are as dominant as it, as it gets. You know they've done the World Series. They've done you know over. You know they got to have at least at least 20, 30 starts in playoff. You know probably let alone uh, you know World Se- World Series between the two of them. At least thirty starts between them in the World Series. And uh, I mean, yeah, I mean it's it's either or. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't think any of them have been truly dominant this year, but you know what you're going to get. And I think the big narrative is is you want to get pieces to where you can confidently hand over the ball in a playoff situation, in a September situation, yep. and know that you're going to get a competitive outing out of them. And I think that's what you have with both of them. And I think you, you, if you have the opportunity, yeah, you probably sell out a little bit to acquire that piece, knowing that they're, they, you have the opportunity to have somebody who's, true, who's in form. I don't know which one of them is pitching Better, I know Verlander had a great outing uh, last week. I think he had like 12 Ks, eight innings pitched, which is a great sign. Um, kind of upping, you know, upping his his value right now for two guys that have who have, have struggled, a team that has struggled, and frankly, it's just an app, just a disaster of a disaster of a season, much like the Padres. And oh yeah, you know, they, that's where they're, they're at. Good. You you're gonna have to sell some stuff off and and continue to build. Um, I'm, I'm, saying, or... I'm saying think about this okay so I agree with what you said what about Verlander back to the Astros for the stretch run Oof. Oh, mean, no. hey, hey. The, the Astros are playing the Rangers right now big series going on Astros walk off home run last night or walk off hit rather they're only two games back for as good as the Rangers have been which is really good and as little as the Astros have been talked about they're only two games back okay so like they're going to get into the playoffs obviously I like that. I like Verlander back to the Astros for the stretch run. I like that too. And since we're talking about it, I mean, Toronto, Tampa Bay's two and a half, Toronto, six and a half, but I feel like they got to be in that wild card spot. Let's check and see where Toronto is at. So yeah, I mean, they're right there. So you, you potentially, we could be looking at two, you know, two of the prodigal sons coming back, Verlander going back to Houston, and then Stroman coming back to Toronto, which would be unbelievable uh, coming down the stretch. And like you said, it only makes sense. It only makes sense for Houston uh, right now. And Houston, they're they're a, you know plus a game right there, right behind Tampa for the wild card. Um, I say, do it, do yeah. it, make it happen, make it happen, do it, do it, well, do it. Okay, so a couple of things. We, we've got a bunch of trade stuff to cover and, and to, to pay attention to, rather. Better way to say it over the next week. This is always the time of kind of – I like it because cause general managers and front offices really get put on, on, on you know – The hot stove. Ga- hot stove, yeah, exactly right. Game time yeah, decision. Yeah, the hot stove. The hot stove, who, buddy. Who can you get? Who can you not? How can you make the playoff run meaningful? And then also – don't forget to the little leaguers out there, play the game the right way, okay? Until you get to the TV league, don't throw your bat in the other team's dugout after you hit a home run. <laughs> don't do that, okay? 
unless yeah the the other team's dugout unless your name is is pie if, if your nickname is poppy and you wear a three four <laughs> you can do that if there's a rookie you can do that because i've seen that and nobody says anything to poppy but until you get that you're you're more you're more than welcome but you yeah swing it put your head down and run those bases because play, play hard left yeah. turns play hard left turns Please, yes. Um, Play hard, left turns. All right, bro. I'm gonna try and shake this head cold. Next time, I'll, my my voice will be back to normal. Okay. Have some tea, some echinacea. Go to Starbucks and get go go get a medicine. One of those medicine balls. That's right. That's right. Well, keep it real, dude. Let's uh, we'll, we'll reconnect later this week. Um, hop back on it and back at it. Okay. Ollie, good seeing you as always. Deuce. See ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.